everyone, and welcome to another episode of More Content Talk. That's the only show that cuts through the glam, the glitz, and all the bullshit to bring you the truthiest news that we can find. Today, I'm going to talk to you about the very dangerous Sovereign Citizens movement, which has been around for some time now. And um, it's interesting. I heard on, uh, I believe it was the Young Turks, uh, that there was this attack involving these supposedly uh, sovereign citizens and these are I'm guessing from the reports uh, black men who decided to uh, usurp a black woman's house um, and the reason and the woman owned the house it's her house mind you <laughs> so imagine someone coming in your house for anyone who would try to defend such a thing imagine someone coming into your domicile the place where you live and just kind of forcibly removing you from your place because that's what happens and this could happen to anyone um if you you know caught off guard it could happen to anyone very easily well you know thankfully she uh called the cops and they came and removed these quote-unquote sovereign citizens so this is a movement that has been built up over time um alex jones has a lot to do with this movement he's propagated this idea that um because the government is quote-unquote illegitimate that people do not have to uh recognize or follow the dictates of the government um and there are actually people who believe this and they are dangerous and um some have classified them as cult uh which explains their kind of outlandish bombastic and downright despicable behavior because that is how cults behave um, I will be reading um, from Law and Religion a, a brief bit on the Sovereign Citizens Movement to give you kind of a background because I don't think that the media has done a very good job of that as of yet. And that may not be because they're uh, inadequate. It may just be that they just don't know. So let's go into a bit more depth as I usually tend to do. Um, this is, uh, essay is entitled, is entitled, uh, Sovereign Citizens, a Cult Movement that Demands Legislative Resistance by Michael M. Kolachi. Um, and this was published in Law and Religion. When first encountering the term sovereign citizen, it is not always apparent to whom that term actually refers. In short, a sovereign citizen believes he or she is above all law. Sovereigns, also referred to as free men of the land or organic citizens, share the common belief that an illegitimate usurper federal government has taken over. Not is going to, but already has. As such, sovereign citizens believe they do not have to pay taxes, pull over for police, or obey any law that they do not particularly agree with. Their ideology relates to any law at any level of government. Sovereign citizens are commonly referred to as a cult. This is because they are convinced to a religious certainty that their beliefs are correct. Sovereign citizens umbrella a variety of loosely organized groups or individuals, but they all share one basic ideological principle that they are beyond the jurisdiction of the law. So where exactly do these beliefs come from? Sovereign citizens believe the United States government has been overthrown or replaced. 
This transition is believed to have occurred in one of two time periods during the Civil War or in, the or in 1933 when the gold standard for currency was abandoned. Since 1933, the United States dollar has not been backed by gold, but by the full faith and credit of the United States government. Sovereign citizens believe the United States government pledged its citizenry as collateral by selling its citizens' future earning capabilities to foreign investors, effectively enslaving all Americans. Sovereign citizens believe these sales happen at birth. They claim that the government sets up treasury accounts in the name of each baby born in the United States. The cornerstone of this belief is that a straw man is created for the corporate shell identity of each baby upon birth, and this is evidenced by the fact that birth certificates spell out the baby's name in all capital letters. Sovereign citizens believe names written in regular font symbolize the baby's real flesh and blood. Sovereign citizens believe that if one can separate himself from his straw man, then he can use the money placed in his account and put himself outside of the reach of the law. This redemption, as it is known in the sovereign citizen community, is said to be accomplished by filling out documents full of legal jargon, usually based on lessons that sovereign citizens purchase online. So as you see... It's always about money. It's always about making money off of people's paranoia and their delusions. You see that? They're making money off of your fear. They create the fear in you. They expose you to the propaganda. And then they sell you shit. It's not always them trying to take you over. Sometimes they're just trying to take advantage. You ever think about that? It's important. Important part of it. They believe that they should be able to make money off of you, the people at the top who are promoting all this propaganda. That's what they believe. Sovereign citizens on the lower levels, of course, believe this shit. But at the very higher levels, it's just a money-making gimmick. Because all cults have that element. There's always something, you know, something you have to do, whether it be sex, money, something you have to give to be a member of a cult. And um, the charismatic leaders thrive on being able to extract your salary, your time, your body, anything they can leech off of, because that's what leeches do, and that's what cult leaders are. They're leeches. Continuing from the article, sovereign citizens claim they are only subject to God's law or common law, and that the United States laws that existed before the conspiracy or the only ones to which they need to adhere because sovereign citizens believe official government documents that spell out their names in all capital letters refer to their straw man and they deny that they are the people named in court documents when brought into a courtroom sovereign citizens create a real problem for the legal system they are often disruptive, believing that their own legal system is the only legitimate one rather than the system they are forced to appear in front of. Sovereign citizens also affect the court system by representing themselves pro se. Despite being offered public defenders, a majority of sovereign citizens choose to represent themselves pro se because they believe the United States laws are illegitimate and that the 
aid of a public defender would be of no assistance. Accordingly, sovereign citizens prefer to use their own legal language when representing themselves in court, are generally averse to accepting any plea deals, and take up a much larger amount of the court's time to finish cases. So you see how this is all kind of gumming up the works of the courts and really tearing up the system, ta taxing the system. Perhaps this was the plan all along. I can only speculate about that right now. But if you look at what the conservatives have been doing in the courts as of late, and doing in the school boards, and doing in the local governments, and kind of eroding away at institutions, you can see how this sovereign citizen thing may very well play a role. I don't know that for sure. But I'll find out if that's what it is. Trust me. It's just a question of when. <laughs> Sovereign citizens affect our law enforcement and legal system in two major ways, through paper findings and through physical violence. When acting out through paper filings, sovereign citizens are commonly referred to as paper terrorists. Strategically, these individuals attempt to inundate the court system with frivolous lawsuits seeking fictitious reparations from government administrators and officials, unfounded property, liens that can tie up sales and destroy credit, and unsubstantiated ethics complaints intended to taint the reputation of lawyers and judges. Sovereign citizens have even been known to issue fraudulent documents such as indictments and arrest warrants. So they're just making shit up and going in and saying, yeah, here I have documents here, you know, look at this, look at that. It almost seems intentional. They file liens against anyone who questions or refutes their claims of sovereignty in an attempt to insulate themselves from local, state, and federal rules, regulations, and laws. Essentially, sovereign citizens attempt to clog up the court system with as much paperwork as possible to obtain a favorable result due to the fact that no one wants to deal with their nuisances any longer. One former tax prosecutor, Joseph Riliota, said that he has seen sovereign citizens buy a new printer because there was so much paperwork. The volume of their filings not only clogs the courts, but also fatigues individuals into dropping their respective matters. When this transpires, the sovereign citizen community views it as a victory and further evidence that their way of doing things brings favorable results within the legal system. Currently, the Uniform Commercial Code does not permit court clerks to reject filings that are clearly bogus. This opens the door for sovereign citizens to file as many liens as they wish. These liens can become especially problematic because an individual might not know that a lien has been filed against him until he attempts to sell his property. Some sovereigns even go so far as to file fake tax forms that are designed to ruin an individual's credit rating and potentially cause that individual to be audited by the Internal Revenue Service. Aside from the negative effects laid out above, these documents are usually written in a nonsensical way. 
These documents or filings are written in a code-like language that judges, lawyers, and other court staff usually cannot understand. This is because sovereigns believe that if they find the right combination of words, punctuation, ink color, and timing, they can obtain anything they want. All over the country, incidents arise from the terrorism of sovereign citizens. In New York, around April of 2010, Richard Ulola, um, an alleged ringleader in the sovereign citizens, received several tickets during a traffic stop in the area of Rosendale. Alolo and his followers allegedly filed a series of maritime and uniform commercial code filings with amounts totaling nearly $3 billion. The town of Rosendale brought a civil racketeering suit in federal court against Alola for attempting to harass, defraud, and extort. Alola was eventually convicted of federal mail fraud and sentenced to five years in federal prison. Wasn't that nice? This just goes on and on and on. But you see why I did this episode. That That is the extent that this can get to. They'll gum up the courts. Um, they gum up the works, they get in the way, they waste the time, they tire out the officials, and then that weakens the justice system. And this is uh, something that you should really pay attention to. And as you can see in the report where they, you know, literally just kicked a woman out of her own house, you really have to be very careful around these people because they are terrorists, they are a cult, and they can become violent. I'll continue a bit from the article. Outside of paper terrorism, sovereign citizens present a major threat to law enforcement through physical violence. In July 2014, the study of terrorism in response to terrorism, START, project um, conducted in-depth surveys with more than 175 state, local, and tribal law enforcement agencies to determine the threat of terrorism, the nature of information sharing and whether agencies are prepared to deal with terrorist attacks. The sovereign citizen threat was the most highly ranked threat, with 86% of respondents agreeing or strongly agreeing that it was a serious terrorist threat. So just like the incel group, um, just for a different reason, the sovereign citizen cult, basically. In uh, Tallahassee, Florida around November 2014, one sovereign citizen lit his house on fire to draw police to his safety. When the officers arrived, the citizen initiated a shootout, killing one of the officers. This is just one example of an incident of sovereign citizens killing police officers since the breakthrough story of Arkansas police officers Brandon Powdert and Bill Evans in 2010. According to the START research, law enforcement officers currently perceive sovereign citizens as the biggest terrorist threat, even over the likes of Islamist extremists and patriot or militia groups. Despite these findings, sovereign citizens were flying under the radar until May 20th, 2010. Arkansas police officers Brandon Pottert and Bill Evans were working on I-40 in West Memphis, Arkansas, when they pulled over a suspicious-looking minivan with Ohio license plates. Jerry Kane, age 45, excited, exited the vehicle and began arguing with the officers about the stop, resulting in a tussle. Jerry's son, Joseph Kane, age 16, exited the minivan equipped with an AK-47 assault rifle and shot Officer Evans several times. Officer Powdert, 
took cover behind the police vehicle, but Joseph Kane chased the officer around the SUV and shot him several times in the back of the head before returning to Officer Evans to shoot him once again. According to a preliminary investigation, Officer Potter was shot 11 times and died at the scene, while Officer Evans was shot 14 times and died at the hospital. So that's what you're dealing with right there. That's what you're dealing with. And in response to that, California has taken a lot of action and made it so that you cannot um, keep doing these repeat lawsuits and stuff like this. Uh, so California took action on it. I don't know how other states are um, doing in regard to that, but you should really uh, protect yourself when it comes to these people because they're fanatics. They're dangerous. Um, they, As I said, they have a religious belief that they have a right to your stuff if they want, if, if they assume that it's theirs, obviously, if they assume that something of yours belongs to them, they'll come for it. And uh, you should be very, very frightened of this because in the wrong, well, I mean, in any hands, not the wrong hands, but in any hands, this can get completely batshit crazy and lead to death and murder. Uh, so just a fair warning. All right, everyone. I hope you have a phenomenal day, evening, afternoon, fiesta, siesta, downtime, chill time, lunchtime, party time, nap time, whatever it may be. And remember, when life gets you down, you can always laugh at something else. Farewell, folks. <laughs>